Ready? Episode 108. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with Charity Hall. Charity Hall. How are you doing, Charity? I'm great. This is Real Church Matters, but we talk Real Church Matters because Real Church Matters. Real Church Matters. They can't see you, so <laughs> that dance. I'm so excited to be here. Um, count it all joy as I as I continue to press. And uh, I thank you, Charity, for coming and doing this one with me. <laughs> Appreciate it. Did you hear your last week's? Good. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> well, last week I did it myself. So I think it was good, though. You should check it out. But anyway, episode 108. Uh, like I said, this is Real Church Matters. Happy to be here. Let's get into the housekeeping. Go to realchurchmatters.com. You can search Real Church Matters on a podcast. Search it on SoundCloud. Uh, appreciate those. I, I, I noticed that the the um, five-star ratings are picking up. We're at nine now. So I appreciate those nine people for hitting five stars. Well, eight people who hit five stars. One person who hit one star. But shout out to you two. Mm-hmm. I'm the guessing that you just made a mistake and you wanted to hit five and your finger slipped. Because sometimes these new phones and stuff No, is we appreciate we appreciate the one stars too. <laughs> we appreciate honesty. If that's how you really felt, then you know, comment, let us know what made you feel that way. I don't like even the tone of your voice when you said that. What? <laughs> it sounded like you ready to fight somebody. No, I'm just I, I, I'm interested to hear. Oh, here. Oh, I'll start to forge you the emails then. Okay. Yeah. Just so they're, you know, people have valid reasons why they don't bang with it. Okay. Well, Let us. I mean, just give us that opportunity. I think I think it's crazy because um, it's hard for people to divorce personality from the word. So they always kill the message. For the sake of the message. Yeah. It's unfortunate, but um, you might want to get the message first. Then you can kill the messenger. It's just kind of just crazy to uh, just kill the message and the messenger because you didn't like the message. But anyway, um, you can search there. Shout out to those who have been doing that. Uh, you can also give. It's it's rather costly to do a podcast. Um, a lot of times people ask me and say, oh, I want to get started with it too. And I'm like... Well, first and foremost, I want you to understand that in order for you to get the proper quality of a podcast, you're going to have to invest some money. And uh, I'm so grateful to do that. I think that um, you can't do something like this unless it's deeper than money because you're going to give more than you get. But with that being said, if you want to, you know, help supplement the cost or uh, support us in that way, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Real Church Matters would be much appreciated, as little as a dollar a month. And it all goes towards us continuing to do this as we move into year three. So, uh, I think that's it. Um, Oh, I said that I would always do this from now on. Um, This time last year was a great podcast with me and Philip. And we were talking about the escape route. So just if you want to go back a year from now, go back and uh, listen to episode 65, 
the escape route. It's real cool. So it's basically just pulling off the scripture. Uh, it, he will always give us a way of escape. And spoiler alert, the way of escape is that he allows you to come to your senses. The way out of our situations is not always out of the situation. It's out of ourself in the situation. And I go much deeper into it. Um, but it was a cool podcast. Listen to that one. I can't remember the one from two years ago, but um, they're all cool. So with that being said, I figured today, uh, Charity, I didn't know what I wanted to talk about. But then I figured I might as well talk about what I kind of was uh, focused on earlier this week, which is I need to do more heart work. Mm. I need to do more heart work. Um I do feel like I need to do more body work, so I've been trying to go to the gym more consistently. I purposed in my heart to do that, but I know that I need to do more heart work. And so one of the questions I asked myself at the start of the week was, what are some things in my heart that I feel creates distance between me and God? And uh, before we get into those type of questions, what do you think about heart work because before we got started, you were saying talking about mental illness. And I think that there's a direct correlation between our mental dis-ease and our place in God. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> but uh, No, just thinking about the fact that if we're unsure in who created us, why we're even here, or trying to understand those things, mm -hmm. that can cause a lot of mental frustration. Yeah. And a lot of people, it all starts with, why did these things happen to me? Right. That causes people to go through that mental challenge. I'm not even going to say um, mental illness because I, I think everybody goes through those those times where they question why... Their sanity? Or the, just yeah. feeling a little more disconnected from what we deem as sanity? Yeah. Yeah. Or I like saying mental disease. Mm -hmm. I just think because at the end of the day... Um, when people talk about mental illness, and like you were saying, it is a very popular topic, but it is a little ironic or contradictory in a way when Christians and churches take on the banner or the mantle of providing mental health or focusing on mental health when that's our thing anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like they took it and secularized it. And then we take and prescribe people what they ascribe to be mental illness, but we know what real mental illness is. Yeah. And especially since, I mean, it's no secret, we have a, a history, fa family history of mental illness. On and multiple fronts. Personally, our family tree, but yeah. the family tree of black people. Yeah. We have a history of the things that attribute itself to mental illness. So there is a history of violence. There's a history of trauma. There's a history of pain. There's a history of uh, abuse. 
just for black people alone. Just the trail of blood up to this century. Mm-hmm. It's just uncanny. And then you look and you see all these traumatized men, traumatized women, traumatized children. And I hate to say it, but I think it's a little it's a little underwhelming when you see churches talking about mental health and mental illness in the same regard as the world. Because we know that everything that is mental is immaterial or spiritual. Exactly. So we are supposed to be not just people who deal in the matters of spirit. We're supposed to be subject matter experts in the matters of spirit. So why are we like, hey, we need some clinical psychologists to come in. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We need some people to teach uh, anger management and positive mantras. We need people to come in and talk about meditation and transcendentalism. Why, what are we doing? We got we handing out free stress balls with the church logo on it. <laughs> we're we're prescribing to people <laughs> something that doesn't really cure what ails them because there is a mental disease, there's a spiritual disease. This dissonance that I'm talking about, because that's a that's the that's a word. It's like you press two keys on the piano. If they're not, if they don't uh, work in harmony with one another, then they work in dissonance. And they can play together, but just because they play together, they don't sound together. And I think that's where we are in our lives. We're mental beings and we're physical beings. And those two parts of us do not play well together. Mm-hmm. They are not playing well. They are inharmonious. They are dissonant. What's going on in our hearts is going against what's going on in our bodies and vice versa. And that is what is causing this place that we're in where we don't feel harmonious in ourselves. But I think about um, mental disease the same way, um, you know, Satan perverts everything else that God created. There's a certain level of um, disconnect that you have to have mentally in order to believe in a God that is not physical. Mm. So I think the only thing that mental disease is, is Satan playing off of the fact that you're you're close to having faith because you you tapped into disconnecting your yourself from reality. Mm. However you haven't connected to you a reality. haven't connected to a reality. A, a reality. So you're floating in between this. Yeah, or you've connected to a reality that does not subscribe itself to peace. Mm-hmm. So you have good because you have people who have disconnected from reality, but they have their own reality, mm-hmm. and you hear them talk, and it's just lunacy. <laughs> if you heard me talk twenty years ago, it's lunacy. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Some things we attribute would be like, he's just a teenager. 20 years ago, I was 18. I thought I was a Republican. I thought I knew everything. <laughs> we we ascribe that to, oh, full of hormones, think they know everything. But it, it's not that simple. There is a lot of mental instabilities going on. There's a lot of disconnect. And it's, we struggle. I struggled all my life to create that harmonious place. Right. To try to get my mind to be where I I I had my body at, 
my body was set up in a place where I knew what to do. I knew how to function in society. But just because you know how to function in society doesn't mean that you are actually connected in a way where there isn't turmoil in your mind. And so it's for me, if we're going to have the mental health talk, if we're going to put ourselves in this conversation, I think it starts with hard work, real hard work. The hard work that's not going to happen in your typical psychologist's office. It's not going to happen laying on the couch. It's just not. Something that I shared on Instagram, I said, the Bible said, tells us to walk by faith, not sit by faith. Don't spiritualize laziness. But ultimately, that is what mm. the world caters to. They, you want to be well, but you don't want to do work. And I'm just telling you guys, for those of you who are... Okay, y'all. <laughs> do the work. <laughs> and, uh, and real work, not grabbing a <laughs> wiffle ball bat and hitting some uh, dummy <laughs> with a with a post-it on it to say, Dad. But I feel like she's she's one of the many people that have taken this spirituality, mixing it with Christian values... And exploit mental disease. And she's not the she's not a pioneer of it. I mean, AA and NA and all those are built off the foundations of religion and faith. Because I'm gonna tell you how powerful faith is. Faith is a powerful thing. Mm -hmm. If you can create, literally, we are creating realities by what we believe. Yeah. So if you can harness a person's belief, you can get them to do anything. That's why it says faith is the substance of things hoped for because you literally hope produces a substance. Exactly. That's the craziest thing in the world. That's why y'all don't understand that scripture because you got to think of it in a different way. What he's saying is faith is the, one of the few things that provides you with something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. Literally something out of nothing. There's somebody who just by, based on the fact that they believed was able to do something that their family never did before. Just because they could believe beyond what they saw. That's what the scripture tells us. Walk by faith and not by sight. There are people who never seen, you know, they say representation matters. Mm -hmm. There's people who have never seen a person of color do something, but they're doing it. They're doing it. Just, just to take it to a secular level. Tiger Woods never saw a Tiger Woods. <laughs> but Tiger Woods' father created an environment where he believed that he could be what he never saw. So if he believed that he could be it, he didn't need to see it. Mm -hmm. His father wasn't even it. His father wasn't even a good golfer. But his father created an environment where this person's power to believe is greater than this, the examples around him. That's how powerful faith is. Now, couple that with faith in God, and you just got a crazy scenario. That's why he said, greater is he that is in me yeah. than he that is in the world. Literally, the faith is so crazy that Jesus even said, it, it, almost in a, a way to just underscore the impressiveness of faith, he said, if, if you have faith and you speak to the mountain and say, be thou move, it'll move. But that's the part that I was referencing to, you know, in order for you to believe in these things, there has to be a certain part, a certain level of, lunacy to you there has to be a certain level of lunacy when we define lunacy as 
disconnecting from the status quo of reality. Mm-hmm. We are talking about people who have disconnected from this world, but have not connected themselves to the kingdom of God. They haven't. That's the hard work. If people saying, you know, you sit in a room, you you tired of listening to Ayana, you you're tired of hearing people ask you, check on your your good friend, check on your strong <laughs> friend. They didn't check on you. I get people check on me all the time, like you good. What else can I Doing say? Even if check. I even if I wasn't good, what this that's why I, I you know. When people ask me, I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. Because what, what what are you going to do regardless? You know, that's why I always feel awkward when you say, how are you doing, Charity? And and if you notice in regular life, when people ask me, how was your day? Mm-hmm. I always respond the same way. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Nah, I don't respond. Like or that. however you respond. <laughs> but when I'm saying, how are you? I really want to know, how are you? But the sad thing is, and this is what I learned about myself, and I started getting it in check. Whenever people ask me, how am I? I'm always defining how I am based on my situations. Mm-hmm. That's nasty. Because when somebody asks me, how am I? I'm like, this happened, this happened. I didn't ask you what happened. I asked you, how are mm-hmm. you? There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Once you realize that most of what you define yourself to be is based on outside circumstances and not what's inside you, you realize you're the new nasty. Yeah. That's that's the problem. That really is the problem. When we are subject to the things around us, we literally are under the power of the air. It said Satan is the prince of the power of the air. Mm-hmm. He's the prince of the elements and the influences. Those things which he can control can control you, then you're really in a bad situation. And you're really going to find yourself mad. Mad, crazy. Just like those people in the Bible. There's so many examples of people in the Bible who were crazy, but they were said to have had spirits. When we think of crazy, we don't think a person has a spirit. <laughs> we don't. We look at a crazy person and be like, mm, she didn't take her medicine. You know what I'm saying? Like that, just to think like that. Yeah. We're not thinking of it in the spiritual way. Once we decide we're going to step outside of the kingdom of heaven, and we're not going to operate by the kingdom terms, then we are already confused. The church is confused when you up there sitting with a pamphlet talking to somebody about Zoloft or volume instead of the <gasps> pastors and church members, the, the leaders talking to them about spiritual matters. Am I telling you not to take those pills? Take them. I'm talking about the responsibility of the church should not blend with the responsibility of your I doctor. Agree. I agree. It should be separate. Should be separate. They should go tell to the doctor. you for 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 your physical mind, you go to the doctor. For your spiritual mind, you come here. Because guess what? Here's the problem with the 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 medicine. The medicine, well, this is the problem with y'all. <laughs> Not the medicine. The problem with y'all is that the medicine works immediately. The medicine works without your help. God only works with your help. Therein lies the problem. I can be lazy and take my medicine, but I'll never be whole. Mm. You know? I'll never be whole. I'll just be helped. It's like the woman that issue of blood. If Jesus just handled her issue of blood, he would have been no different than a medication. 
but he's not a medication. He's not a he's not an alternative. He's not the generic to whatever you're dealing with. You can't go to Jesus and talk about erectile dysfunction. He is not your little blue pill. <laughs> he's not. He is not a pharmaceutical company and he is not the, the holistic alternative to that. Oh. He's not. That's nasty. That is nasty. He's not. He is the path to wholeness. Mm-hmm. I, hey, I got high blood pressure. I take my high blood pressure pills. But if I did the work, I wouldn't have to. And regardless of what what your ailment is, if you're whole, God can still abide and use you. And you never know what the the cause or the reason of the ailment is. Yeah. Just like Paul was talking about, you know. To the thorn in his side. But he he's he he really letting you know, like you can live with these ailments, mm-hmm. these things that set you back as a person. Mm-hmm. Because he said, Oh, these things that set me back as a person allow me to see my need for God in my exactly. life to create wholeness. It's the same thing with our minds. Our minds are very fragile. Mm-hmm. They were God created them that way. We know that. That's why every, you can guarantee that everybody on this earth has cried before. Some people never you'll never see them cry. You just will never see them cry. Some people I I cry on the drop of a hat. <laughs> That's true. I can be scrolling through timeline and see a soldier just came home and, and surprise his son. Please don't say that. Some of those, you know, videos, I some of them are distracting. Some of them are annoying. But I do have a thing for the kids. <laughs> when he the one where the boy was doing karate and the, he they blindfolded him. And he didn't know it was his father that was sparring with him until his father started saying, t- talking like, saying. Never saw that one before. You didn't see that one? Mm-mm. And he ripped off the blindfold and just, no words, just immediately just embraced his father. Knock me down. Mm. I'm out. But the reality is, is that all of us experience all of these these emotions at different and varying degrees, but all of us are in a position where we have a fragile mind. I know you may think that you're strong or you have mental fortitude. Just because you're able to not express things does not mean those things are not being expressed in you. Mm -hmm. And so you have to understand we're in positions where we have fragile hearts Fragile minds, so much so that the scripture tells us to guard our hearts. Yeah. That's part of our heart's work. Some of our mental illnesses is just that we're way too open-minded. And when I think about in my mind, I always think about how he said, put helmet of salvation on. Mm. And go ahead, go ahead, evangelist. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Go ahead, go ahead. I don't mess you up. Go ahead. Because only he can save the mind. Hmm. So if we're trying to appease our our physical with getting treated, we we're never going to be fully whole without him. No, it's, I just said guard your heart, and you said helmet mm-hmm. because we wear helmets to guard Protect. our minds. To protect, literally, 
the, the faith, salvation is salvation your protection. Is our faith in God? The minute I connect with my faith, the minute I believe He's my keeper, then I'm allowed to be kept. God doesn't keep those who don't see him as keeper. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Some of y'all are calling on him to be a keeper and you don't even keep his word. Mm. It's just the thing that we have to understand. If you want to really feel, if you want a work done on your heart, you're going to have to do the hard work. Yeah. All of us are. And it is just as simple as it is for me to take a pill just as simple as it is for us, some people to go to the doctors and get lap band surgery or go get liposuction, we are so quick to do things that circumvent the work. Mm. But that's not God. He does. All right, minister. He does. on my toes. <laughs> <laughs> he does not circumvent the work. He wants his people to work. He said, without faith. He said, faith without works is, is dead. dead. You have to do the work. Everybody, I'm telling you, we get this thing wrong. I hear people talking about faith, but they doing no work or bad work. Mm. I don't want to be in a business. You and, can work against God. Mm, there are people who are working and working against the very faith they proclaim. Mm-hmm. Come on. How does that happen, Charity? Let me tell you how that happens. He said, guard your heart and you don't guard your heart. You keep saying, Lord, Lord, take this pain away. He like the, the pain you opened the gates and let in mm. willingly. Lord, how did I get in this situation? Because you open your gates. He said he without self-control is like a city with no walls. Mm. No self-control. That goes on every aspect. I was talking to my barber. He may listen. I don't know. Shout out to Aaron if he did. But I was talking to him and I was explaining to him the reason I have a problem with people talking about polygamy or open marriages is <laughs> because these would be the same people that got a pet and don't let their pet just go to the bathroom wherever they want. They do not let their pet operate in any of its innate desires. You will beat that dog. You will hit him on the nose with newspaper, but he going to learn that when he got to go, he's to stand at the door and to bark and say, please take me outside so I can do my business in an orderly fashion. This goes beyond all that I am. But because I'm your pet, I'm expected to operate beyond my genetic disposition. So people go and say, we're genetically predisposed to be with people, multiple people. I know what you're genetically predisposed to. I'm not clueless on that. But let me tell you this. We operate as better human beings by order. This is a random conversation to be having at the barbershop. Really? Yes. This is my type of talk. <laughs> this is hard work. Literally, because people, they pride themselves on being open-minded and then wonder why their heart is messed up. Mm. You pride yourself on having open relationships and wonder why your relationship is not strong. It's a city with no walls. It has no pure dis- discipline or function. It is faith in a marriage, but with no work. Anytime I feel otherwise inclined to my wife, I have the freedom to go and do whatever I want with anybody else. And where in that place does that show discipline, which shows devotion? Discipline shows devotion. If I can't be disciplined to instill my focus to purely you, if I can't 
maintain my focus on you beyond my heart's desire, my genetic predisposition, my manly proclivities. If I can't do that, how can I say I'm devoted to you? And yeah, I was about to say, you can't be a polygamist and be married. They, But they want to. But why do they want to, Charity? Because the world exists in a place where we want everything that doesn't require work. You telling me I got to do something that will require me to actually work on myself? To actually discipline myself? To actually cause myself, challenge myself to see beyond how I feel? That's part of our problem, too. The Bible tells us to cast down every thought and imagination that's not like the knowledge of Christ. That includes our emotions, which are always at enmity with God. That takes work. Mm. Now, who won't wake up every morning and have to cast things down? This is the hard work, and nobody wants to do that. So instead, we don't cast nothing down. And whatever springs up, we think is organic and is natural, and that's who we are. Until those things that spring up exalt themselves greater than God, and now God is small in our life, and those things that we felt that we liked at one point are too big for us to handle ourselves now. Mm. Like charity, I, I should send you this. They, this man breeded a dog with a wolf and a something else, and the dog got so big that he couldn't manage it no more, so he just left it at a shelter. My God. The thing is like a bear. But at one point, it was cute. He made this nice little breed, this mixture. But that cre- it's a creature. It ain't no dog no more. It's a creature. But it was cute at one point. Them things illegal in the state. Man, he when he brought it there, they're like, this is a kill shelter. He said, yeah, we'll kill it. I don't want it. And somebody came and adopted it. Because they're like, why kill this thing just because you can't manage it no more? Sound like somebody's marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm. It sound like jobs that we quit, that we once wanted, but because we went in there and didn't operate and do the work, we hate our boss. When you wouldn't hate your boss if you was disciplined, and he wouldn't hate you. Mm. Your wife, who at one point you love, who can't stand you now, but she would if you was disciplined, and you would like her if you were too. But nobody does but the hard if, work. If, if they were disciplined, would they even have the, the wife that they have or the husband that they have or the job that they have? You know? It depends. But I had to say this to somebody the other day because they kept saying, well, I, if you never did this, then I would have never did that. And I'm trying to explain <laughs> to them, this is not a Avengers Where do we Endgame. go from here? Yeah, this is not a Avengers <laughs> Endgame. We're not time travelers. <laughs> you don't get to say that if this didn't happen, then I would have never did this. You can only own your trajectory of your path of your right. life. And that's where the hard work comes in. Nobody want to do the work, though. We'll rather sit in a doctor's office and spew this mess on them. And these people are really high-priced receptacles. When you find out that nobody... Receptacle has been your word for the past couple of months. <sighs> I got a lot of words. No, but you've been you've really been using it. It's one of those words where it it is what it sounds. Yeah, and I like it. Because it sounds like a trash dirty. can. It yeah. sounds dirty. And we gotta stop letting ourselves be people's trash can. And you use it in the dirtiest form. The dirtiest. <laughs> Cause I, charity, literally, <laughs> you get to a point where nobody wants to handle this mess. That's why they get paid a lot. They literally get paid to deal with junk. Not help you in your junk. 
They will never fix that faucet. They will never fix it. They get paid to allow you to sort almost like this. <laughs> you know what? Go ahead and say it because I, I, they like to use that terminology too. I, I'm here just to help you sort out your feelings. Yeah, Let me, almost I, like even, the, the hoarders where the people come in. And <laughs> yes, I'll pull them all in a pile and the person will still tell you, Yeah, thank you for helping me sort this stuff, but if you think for a second I'm going to throw anything away, I'm not. Here's the thing, guys. If you want somebody to help sort your feelings, go to a psychologist. If you want to come and get rid of those feelings, come to a church. But I'm going to tell you, when the church walk in your heart and say, you got to get rid of this and this, look, you don't even have a place to sit. We telling people to pray. There's no place to pray. Mm. <sighs> There's no place. You did this. You did this. Yeah. There's no pre place to pray. There's no place to love people. We tell them to love. Where are they going to love at? There's mounds and mounds of dysfunction and trash in their heart. Orders. And you tell them to throw it away and they can't. They don't even want to throw away the trauma. You telling me to forget what that man did to me as a girl? Yeah, because it's useless junk now. Yeah. It's useless. No, you're undermining and marginalizing and minimizing <laughs> my pain and my anguish and what I went through. Trust me, all of us got traumas. But at one point, I realized this is taking up space. Yeah. It's no room. He said, let go of the weight that so easily besets you. Mm. It's hard to get rid of it, but it easily besets you. Yes. This is nasty for <laughs> Don't do this to me. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's, this is the heart work. This is serious. Like, this is this the heart is, work. Yeah. This is some good stuff. What did he say in that scripture? I got to look at the scripture. I, did I sent the family? Because that's where I started my week with. Because I really wanted to challenge myself. In there, I, I sent everybody Psalms 32 and 2. He said, blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and whose spirit there is no deceit. Blessed, favored, approved, loved by God, pleasured by God is the person who doesn't have any sign of iniquity in him, nor deceit. That means two things. And this is what I love about it. <laughs> It means that I no longer am holding on and I'm no longer withholding. Mm. I'm no longer holding on to something that gets in the way of me and God. And I'm no longer withholding parts of me from God. That's the hard work. I realize that's my, that's the hard work. Yeah. I've been sitting and just being, you know, having moments to myself and like, what do I need to throw away? And what do I need to stop hiding? Mm. Hoarding it. Mm. Somebody told me I bought a few little tasty cakes, some little snack cakes. And somebody came in my room and they said, Where's where they at? And I said, What you talking about? Because I don't have that. And how many times do we read scriptures and it says, <laughs> Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind? And we willing to give him one third, maybe, two thirds if we nasty. But we ain't never giving them all. He can get my heart. On a Sunday, I'll cry to the Lord. I'll jump up and down. I'll hug everybody in there. I'll feel on myself as if he's up there caressing me himself. Jesus. No, we don't need all of that. I'll do all those acts of emotion as if I'm giving God something you that he doesn't want. That. Here's the thing. If you offered him what you offer men, he will decline. 
And that's the reason why people can't uh, wrap their brains around it. Yeah. They the can't part, relate. The part of to you God. that God wants, men don't want. I know men say it. They say, we soul, we soulmates. We got soul I ties. Know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they say that. They say that, Joe. <laughs> they really do. But the reality <laughs> is, when the minute you begin to bear your heart mm-hmm. to a man. He f- begins to feel the weight of that responsibility, and most of them run. Or at the very least tell you, I got issues too. Don't even, You can't get into all that. Or at the other extent of it, we'll try to carry a weight that ain't theirs to carry. Exactly. But the reality is, is that you're trying to give this person something, a form of intimacy that they can't actually do anything with. They can't. And most of the men... And women that's out here in today's society, these people who are really about what feels good to them, want zero to do with what your heart is going through. Yeah. Zero. Zero. This is the problem with people dumping on us. Because nobody calls their girlfriend and tells their girlfriend really the matters of their heart. They tell them the matters of a situation. Mm. And try this. I guarantee you, you probably have done it before. When you try to flip the matters of a situation to the matters of a heart, don't people get upset? Absolutely. Charity, I'm about to, this is how they say it. See, you're not understanding me, though. No, you don't really understand. You, no, if you understood, you hear me out again and we'll rehearse this. <laughs> you can split it a billion different ways. I'm talking to you about the matters of the heart. Matter of fact, sometimes I just go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt and let them know. In that situation... You right. Oh, that was nasty. That wasn't right at all. Mm-mm, they shouldn't have did that. But in light of that situation, where's your heart at? Yeah. They want to talk about <laughs> the, No, they want to talk about the situation. They want to talk, they don't the want to talk about themselves. No, no, no. I didn't do anything. I, I know you didn't do anything, but look what the situation done to you. Exactly. Look at what it's done to you. Now you need to do something. People always talking about it. No one wants to take the accountability and be responsible for their actions. No, that's be, not your problem. It's not your problem. Guess who holds them accountable to their actions? God. Guess who holds you accountable to your heart? God. God. Look at what you let in. And here's the nasty part, Charity. Look at what you let a created thing let in. Every time God knock at your door, he can't even get an answer. <laughs> You like, no speaker English, busy right now. <laughs> you put do not disturb on the door, but let somebody come, come with some when junk. when I get myself together, okay, God? Exactly. Let somebody come with some junk, though. You don't even answer, though. You be like, it's open. <laughs> <laughs> we so comfortable with the mess. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I can't. It's open. I don't know why I'm all wrapped up today. <laughs> you I'm are. Up. You, you got me going. You got me going. I thought I didn't have nothing to talk about, but I do. Because the best thing to talk about is where your heart is. And this is where my heart is at. It's time to do the work. Yeah. People keep getting the best of me because I won't give the best of me to God. Mm. We can end on that, yo. That's, that's, <laughs> that's word right there. We, we can, we, it is word. We, it, <laughs> you're something else. You done? You done? No, oh, okay. I'm not done. Yeah, I'm you, just saying, like. You, I say that all the time, but it was the way you said it. Like, you was like, mm, we, can end the, we can close up shop on that. 
Because <laughs> it was good. Don't do that. It's, it's the hard work. It's the hard work. <laughs> It's the hard work. I I just want to make sure we, we we touch everything, but you 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 really stir me up with this because you're right. The the churches mean well, and shout out to those churches who are doing mental health clinics, have uh, professionals in there. But if you don't get to these people and start talking to them about the truth, this is simple truth. The thing that I share it should not be revelation. The thing that I share should be confirmation to all y'all. Not revelation, confirmation. The problem is, is that men have to reveal things to us because we won't let God reveal. Mm. Men should only confirm what God reveals. Absolutely. And it's sad because I said that to my mother and my mother was like, let me take a pause. And for a second, she's like, I don't know. Oh, no, no. Yes, yeah, right. You're right. At the end of the day, I'm not saying that can't nobody reveal these, something to these me. These are people who... Uh, a, need to have faith in God, and B, know that he's in them. Had put that helmet on. That's I, that's why I love that you said that. What Charity, we know some crazy folk. Mm-hmm. If we ain't using this talk to use, sweetie, I understand what's going on. I understand you done messed around and got yourself in a bad situation. I can smell how the, the house smell. You are not keeping yourself. Yeah. I can see how your hair is. You cut all your nice hair. Your, your makeup's all over the place. You, you got eyelashes everywhere. I can see that you're, you're mentally unstable right now. But have you ever thought of putting on the helmet of salvation? And people try everything. They try yeah. everything. Won't try God. I was sitting on a massage chair today, and I was like, this really feels good. <laughs> it really felt good. And I was telling my my little workout buddy, I was like, you know, I could do this every day. But honestly, it it, it only feels good for a moment. It really does. It, I only feel good in that chair. The minute I leave that chair, what happened in that chair don't stay with me. Putting in the work don't feel good. Putting in the work don't feel good. But when I get that work done, it stay with me. Yeah. Wherever I go, when I'm in the hot seat or the massage chair... I have something no white body can take away mm-hmm. when you do the work. Yeah. We got to start challenging each other to do the work. When people see me out the way, I need people that's telling me like, listen, that's why it, God put this on my heart too. He said, you got to start sharing what's going on with you. And I'm like, I don't want to get, get other, people, other people's hearts messed up with some of the drama that I got going on. He's like, no, 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 no. I ain't saying share with everybody. Why you just hit my nose? No, 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 no. <laughs> he said, challenge those people who I'm going to lay on your heart. Challenge them. And something was going on with me. And I, I called. I said, Charity, can you come here? And I'm like, I, I don't want to get Charity in a bad way. I don't want you. I showed it to you. And your response was just what I needed. It was just what I needed. It wasn't real. It wasn't super Religious, you ain't start speaking in tongues. You ain't grab my hand. You, you ain't do none of that stuff. But one, when I said the right thing, you said that's right. And when I said the wrong thing, you said, but it ain't even worth all that. It's just being a sounding board for integrity and truth. Mm-hmm. And how many people do we care enough about to actually do that? And that's the reality of it. It's like you have to be accountable. 
and really help people do the work. Gotta help them do the work. I realize that just going to the gym, I'm not. <sighs> Listen, guys. <laughs> Listen, guys. I'm not. I talk about the gym, but if you saw me, you know, me and the gym ain't best of friends. And so when I'm there and I'm working, trying to work out, there's people who can see that I might not be doing something right. I can get prideful when they say something like, bro, like your your posture on that is not right. I could be like, look, mind your business. I'm just here trying to do the best I can. I'm not going to be Tony Atlas. I'm not here to win a decathlon. Go ahead, do you do your right thing right, and I'm going to do my wrong thing as much as I can before I pass out. Mm-hmm. You don't mind. No, I can get prideful or frustrated or tell people to mind their business, but at the end of the day, those people can see that I'm doing the work, but if I'm not doing it in the right way, I'm going to hurt myself or making my whole visit in vain. Mm. So they, they, they don't want me to come and, and not see the benefits of it. When did, when did we miss that in church? Where we let people come and we miss the point of, of it challenging them to not lose the purpose of coming. And so people come and try to work this word out in the wrong posture, wrong mm. mind, mm. and then end up getting hurt. You came to the Lord. You, 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 they told you praises go up, blessings come down. You done praised up. Ain't no blessings come down. They didn't tell you that if you praise up with a wrong heart, then your desires come from a wrong heart. And so the God is never going to rain down men's. <laughs> Or money. Or money. Or health. Or health. Or health. That's not the things that's raining down. Yeah. It's not. It's not. You get exactly what you give to God. And he said what he going to rain down on you is peace. It's long suffering. You know, people bat that peace. They don't even want that peace. They put the umbrella up for that peace. <laughs> They're like, oh, it's another day of peace everywhere. I ain't asked for peace. I asked for money. Yeah. Where's it at? I didn't ask for peace. I asked for a peace. Where is it at? I didn't ask for long suffering. And ask for long suffering. All of this to stop. All I want all of it done. Mm -hmm. I want short suffering. Mm -hmm. If you don't mind, Jesus, Mm -hmm. I would like the shortest suffering possible. Do not give me long, extra long (laughs) suffering. I want short suffering. I I should make a T-shirt to say, (laughs) (laughs) "I'll take short suffering, please." That's where we at with it. I want the shortest suffering there. I want nano suffering. That's where I'm at mm. with it. And, and the reality is, is that everything God is trying to give us sets us up for a greater tomorrow beyond today and tomorrow on earth. It sets us up for eternity. This is the, also the problem. Hard work, the work that you do is important because your mental health is actually a precursor to your spiritual health Mm. And where you will end your life. That's the sad part. When we talk about people killing themselves, we'd be like, see, you can have all the money in the world and you still don't have no peace. Guess what? And you can be broke (laughs) and still don't have no peace. You know what's sadder? I think it's sadder when you ain't even got the pleasures of this world, (laughs) but you died sad because you couldn't have them. Never receiving the true pleasure that lives beyond this life. That's true. I mean, at least them guys got billions of dollars. (laughs) 
You know? You know? That's like the whole, the whole, the, the eternal debate where you'll see a person, uh, a lady say, you know, I, at least I ain't no hoe. And the, the, the hoe will say, at least I ain't giving it up for free. It's always this constant <laughs> give and take. People, yeah, I know you look at me like, what in the world? <laughs> yeah, that was a stretch, but both of them bad. Both of them bad, but po- both of them think that they have the best scenario. The one up, yeah. They have the one up. Neither one of you do, because neither one of you got love. One is demanding it with her body. The other was like, I gave up on love a long time ago. I'm just demanding money with my body. <laughs> the compare notes, like, that's another. It's the nastiest thing. Yeah. It's the nastiest thing. Nobody working, but everybody wants to per- perceive themselves or portray themselves as working. We all want to act like we're doing the hard work. Just like a few years ago, it became really prevalent for people to do like the self-help books and motivational speakers and inspirational quotes. And reduce ministers. (laughs) Ministers have been reduced to inspirational speakers and self-helpers. And if you're a minister that just shares the gospel and you ain't got no clever one-liner, I'm serious. (laughs) I'm serious. Like people really want you to dance. Yeah. They want you to dance. Don't you dare put a meme up and it's just sharing the gospel with no frills. <laughs> you better learn how to play with these words. You don't know what a homonym is. <laughs> you don't know what a double entendre is. Do you not know what a triple entendre is? Half of the ones, that, <laughs> they don't even use all They that. like, don't let them prey on you. Pray on them. Ooh, you took an E and put an A. You ain't playing. Listen. At the end of the day, it says pray for, pray without ceasing. You got the best ones. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> I know. I am talking from the from the other side. Of yes. that's, that's, not, that's not right. But at the end of the day, I realized that it backfires on me. Because when you share word like that, people lump you in as just one of those. Mm. They're like, oh, you, you Devon Franklin. I see what you're trying to do. Yeah, I, I see it. Oh, you're wearing your book coming out. I know what's next. <laughs> Where you marrying? <laughs> Where you're making good at? <laughs> Where you're making not so good at? <laughs> Where's yours at? <laughs> Where you're making sometimes good. The reality is that all that stuff is it's nasty. <laughs> it's nasty. I, 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 I'm going to tell you. <laughs> It's all nasty. We got to get to the heart work. And I realized that we get to a point in our lives where the only time people even are concerned about mental health is when the work is so abundantly clear that no work is being done. That now we at a point where it's a demolition. Yeah, just like the hoarders. They can't they don't willingly sign up for the show. To no, get help, they did. They, they the did health not. department came in and said, yes. "We're close. We're condemning your house. We deem it unlivable." Oh, think about, think about that charity. That's crazy. There ain't not one crazy person that said this mind is unlivable. This a it's a society that says, "Listen, that mind is unlivable." Now you mm-hmm. can no longer have children with that mind. Mm. You can no longer have a job with that mind. You can no longer have a family with that mind. Mm. You only deserve to be locked up with that mind. Mm. You deserve 
uh, electric therapy. You deserve pills with that mind. You do not deserve to be a part of society with that mind. They're like, I'm fine. You're like, no. But honestly, I don't see the difference between one person and the next. I just see degrees. Yeah. I just see degrees of dysfunction, degrees of dis-ease. That's why I, I, my heart goes out to people who are mentally ill because I remember feeling like I was on the brink. Mm-hmm. And now nobody, if they did know, then shame on them. So I want somebody to say, well, I knew. Because I'd be like, well, where were you? What were you doing then? And that's, and that's the same thing with Christianity, the degrees, and whether you are palatable to people or not. This, this is the thing. Regardless I, of whether chill. God can stomach you. I said this yesterday, and I only got two likes on it, but Instagram about to remove all likes, so it won't matter anyway. Really? Yeah, yeah. They already did it in Canada. They just feel like it's better for, once again, people's mental state. So what happens to influencers? They better find another way to influence. But the thing is, is that they still influencing the, the likes is more an analytic for people to know they're influencing so they know who to give money to. Yeah, that's the, the business. That's they the, have to find another algorithm. But also I think they might still actually have access. Companies but might also, still have access to it. People only follow people who have those likes. If regardless of whether you are producing a good product or showing something. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But it's it's basically off of the following. Yeah, but they feel like this is, once again, because it's so mentally overwhelming to people. Like, literally, there was a girl. She got a million likes. She got a million followers. She circled it, and she was crying. She did a video, crying, and so grateful and thankful. She said, this is what I always wanted. This and people were like, wow, this is really disturbing. She's crying as if this is a life-changing event. It's just a fact that a million people clicked follow. That's it. This is the mental illness. And here we, here's where there's no hard work being done. A company says, since y'all not dealing with y'all minds and your hearts, we just going to remove what has been found to be a, a bad trigger for your un." <laughs> productive minds. Oh but how many things, we can't re- remove everything from life. Exactly. People say all the time, I got to walk around eggshells around you. If you don't want to walk around eggshells, then you need to actually be a, a force in this person's life. Do the work. You got to do the work and you got to help them do the work. I had to realize that. I'm walking around eggshells around people instead of trying to help them and do the work. Say the things that need to be said and say, listen, I'm letting you know where you at, but I'm willing to walk with you to something greater. I'm willing to fight with you. Right now, I just want to be done with you. But I know I have a purpose and a call to do the work. Yeah. To do it with you. If we're not going to do that, then what are we doing? What are we doing? This is what we're doing. It gives, it, it really does give believers a good question. What are you doing? What are we doing? Because if we're not being effective in the mind. We're losing the whole thing. The battle is lost. Why Why are we fighting a battle of babies and when there's a heartbeat, when there's not, and mm-hmm. when they can abort? Mm-hmm. We're fighting a battle of fetuses. Or uterus in school. Schools. And, 
like, we're fight, fighting a battle of prayer. We're fighting a battle of genders. We're fighting a battle of identities. Gender fluidity comes because there is a fluidity of truth in the mind. Exactly. We're too loose with That's everything. Nasty. They, if we so loose with everything, would you think that people ain't going to get loose with their identities? Mm. It's people, even something as subtle as charity, that little filter that turns a woman into a man and a man into a woman. I saw that. Yes. I, it's, it's crazy. And we missing the subtleties yeah. of what's happening. Satan doesn't want to do anything. He don't want you to be jobless, penniless. He don't want you to be manless, womanless. He just wants you to be <laughs> faithless. He just yes. wants you to be faithless because faith calls for conviction. Mm-hmm. It calls for a line to be drawn in the sand. Devotion. It calls for devotion. It calls for identity. Identity. Mm-hmm. We want to share and spread and merge identities. This is why Jesus, God, God saw the people of Babel and he saw they was united. And he knew the only way to, to stop a united people is to what? Confound their language. Mm-hmm. So nobody know what anybody's saying. People say every day. I thought, I thought the other day, I thought that we could, uh, I thought that we could, um, I thought we could call homosexuals queers. Not no more. They don't like queer. I, I can't keep up. We will never keep up. <laughs> the only reason why you thought that is because queer eye for the straight guy. D- yeah. D- d- I thought y'all was okay with that. <laughs> you was okay with it. I heard you call each other fags. But you, no, no I, it's hard to keep up with these things. Why? Because their line always changes to suit how they feel at the moment. Anytime you hold a line, people will tell you that you're antiquated and old. Yeah, but I I used to think before that there was a unified movement when it came to the No, they fight with it's in fighting within themselves. It always is. Oh. The gays don't like the transgenders, never have. <laughs> never have. We're pure. We like oh, we just believe that we're still the person we are, but we like the same sex. Y'all don't like the same sex. You want to be that sex so you can like the opposite sex. What's happening? They disrespect it. Why? Because it's all confounded language. Mm. And what you think happens when you're in a world that has been confounded and then all of a sudden your mind is confounded? Mm. Because there's multiple languages in your mind. Some of y'all literally, and I'm going to tell you, I don't speak in tongues. It hasn't been given to me that gift yet. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty tapped in, man. (laughs) I, I don't understand but Bro, you know it is what it is. Not going but I'm gonna tell you, I know That's people. Another <laughs> I know people who speak in tongues and literally, with that very same tongue, speak all manner of evil. What y'all have to understand is nothing is more mentally ill than allowing bitter and sweet to flow from the same place. Mm. That's the definition of mental. Illness. It's the definition of mental illness. It's a confounded nature. Oh. There you go. It's a confounded nature. I don't want to be confused anymore. Why? I can't make fun of a, a man who's confused of his, his gender when I'm confused as to what type of man I'm going to be. Mm. <sighs> My God. Y'all, con- y- y'all confuse what re- y'all relationships are. I-, I understand why you confuse what your relationship is with God. You sitting there trying to find a time to ask him where we at in this relationship. <laughs> Are we dating? I don't even know if we're dating. We never said anything. We just started having sex. Mm. 
Mm. Are we chilling? And he like, sweetie, <laughs> maybe it's better if you stay misunderstood. It's a song to say that. The song he literally just said, maybe it's better if we stay misunderstood. He already tried to quantify, qualify this. It only made it hard for us. Let's just stay misunderstood. Let's just chill. Let's just talk. Let's just have whatever this is going to be. And we want that in in every relationship and then want it in God too. Mm. God is not a chill type guy. <laughs> He's not. He said he jealous. <sighs> so jealous that when you show up on Sunday and say W-Y-D, he say, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't ask me what I'm doing. I'm asking you, W-Y-G, where are you going? Because I know. I did. You, that one didn't deserve for you to st- sit back like that. Like that was so disgusting. <laughs> no, but it was just kind of like an old man minister. I well, I, I I have to embrace who I am. That's part of people's problem. If God made me a man and I don't like being a man, why do I think I get to? You don't have to sound old. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a reality, though. Because so, I'm I'm tapped into living waters. I am too, but I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> I am still old, and I'm. I understand the distance to starting to become between me and popular culture, and being hip. I can feel myself. You sure about that? I can feel myself losing a hip. Oh, okay, the moment you deactivate Twitter, that's when you really become hip. No. Oh, an old man. Oh, yeah. Well. <sighs> Some things are necessary. <laughs> Some things are necessary. There's certain things, that, and this is the sad part of the culture we live in, mm-hmm. is that everything has bowed to the to the throne of social media, even news. It's certain things you won't even know if you ain't if you ain't tapped in. If the world was to blow up right now, if you was not on social media, you would be the last to die. The aliens would knock on your door and be like, I did not hear about this. <laughs> because everything is it's like filtered through. No, I mean, I, I get text alerts by the news. Yeah, that's a lot. That's I feel like that's more intrusive. I'd rather go to the, the <laughs> town, the marketplace. <laughs> than, than people got my, my phone number coming in there like, yo, guess what's up? CNN. I, yeah. I feel a way when CVS is like, hey. Uh, it's about time you refill your Motrin. No, I don't need no more Motrin. Y'all trying to make me an addict. Motrin don't even have that, that don't. buzz. It's not a narcotic. It does. It's not. No, no, it's not. I think that stuff is not healthy though. It's not healthy. And I think it's it's unhealthy that there. I'm not do a refill. This is what the CVS said. Would you like us to call your doctor and request a refill? Yes, it's a nasty thing we got it's going on. It's a nasty on. business. It's a nasty business. And I'm not into that business. We got to do the work. Let's do the hard work. Episode 108, we're going to call this hard work. Forest Hall. Charity Hall. I'm girl. I'm boy. And I know I'm boy. I'm not gender fluid. Episode 108, hard work. God bless.